The Money Podcast with your hosts, Justin Harrison and David Bester. Money, 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 money. Let's talk about money. Welcome to the very first episode of The Money Podcast. I'm David Bester with my co-host, Justin Harrison. In this episode, we are going to discuss one of the biggest reasons why people are failing with money. And then finally, we will give you a few practical hacks that you can implement in your life right now to improve your personal finances. But before we get started, let me give you a brief summary of how we got started and where we are right now. So Justin and I are two self-made entrepreneurs who own a few different online businesses, one of which is a credit bureau. So during the pandemic, we saw the devastating effect that it had on people's personal finances, and we decided to do something different and to educate people when it comes to personal finance and money in general. Justin, I think you can take it from here and explain the rest of the story. Yeah, thanks, David. I think, uh, you know, the pandemic has put us all in a very difficult position. And when the first lockdown rolled around last year, we started to see the devastating effects that it was having on people, not just financially, but emotionally, too. And so we started to have discussions with our business partners around how we can basically help people, educate people and provide some information and hopefully be a beacon of light during what was and still is some very dark times. And so the idea was born for a YouTube channel. We launched our first video on uh, July 18. And I think the rest is pretty much history. We've had 200,000 South Africans come through the channel. We've been intimately connected with people's personal journeys. And it's been an absolute privilege to be able to serve South Africa with the information that we have and to be able to make an impactful and meaningful change in people's lives by giving them the right information at the right time. Yes, I think what makes it different as well is we decided when we got started, we're going to do it differently and relate to people in a language that they can understand. You know, when you start looking at different online publications and start reading about finance in general, it can be pretty overwhelming if you look at the different jargons floating around. But it doesn't have to be that difficult. I think you've got a very cool story, Justin, when it comes to money and how you got started and how the basics can actually shape you. Absolutely. So age 13, I found myself at a very good private boarding school. Obviously, I was surrounded by kids whose families had access to money and never really had any financial struggles. My parents, on the other hand, they were farmers. They were always battling and always struggling. And so I found myself a little bit on the back foot amongst all these people who had access to resources. I remember going home the first school holiday and I said to my dad, it would be really nice if I could have some pocket money because all my mates have pocket money. I would hope that he could sort something out. And he said, don't worry about it. End of the school holiday turns around. I'll sort you out. And he did, true to his word. At the end of the holiday, I was about to go back to school and he gave me an ice cream tub, which I was under the impression would be full of money. Turns out there was a set of hair clippers in there. And he said to me, go and figure out how to earn your own money. And by the way, you owe me 80 bucks for the hair clippers. And that was the single biggest catalyst for my journey into money and financial freedom. Now, a lot of people might think this is cruel. You know, a lot of parents might disagree with that approach. But for me personally, it was a huge catalyst in the right direction. And it starts at a 25-year long journey into understanding myself, understanding money, understanding how to create money, how to add value, and really how to work with money. And so that is probably the greatest gift that anybody has ever given me. And I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the start of that journey. 
for others it might sound meaningless but to you it actually made a massive difference i think what your dad did there was he gave you the building blocks that started your entrepreneur journey and i think that's a problem with most people is they rely on others to be successful or to make a living but there are so many different ways to make money in this world it just takes some willpower and drive to get there now we always say that it comes back to the basics right and I think we, we've got this process that we call the reflection period. Now, Justin, I think you can take it from there and explain what this process is. Yeah, so I mean, David, I've made all the mistakes when it comes to money. I was very lucky early on in my life to figure out how to make money. The hard part for me was learning how to hang on to it. And so I think like most people, I really had to delve very deep into myself to understand my own personal habits, to understand why I was making the mistakes I was making. So I started a 20-year-long journey into really understanding the psychology behind human beings, understanding the neuroscience behind human beings, and really understanding why we do the things that we do. And so I came up with this process called the reflection. And essentially what it is, is we basically take our past expenses, we go back sort of six months, and we sit down and we categorize everything. We take every single line item on our bank accounts, every single bit of money that we've spent, we categorize it. And then we basically have a, a picture that we can look at and we can see how and where we spent our money over the last six months and figure out why we're doing what we're doing. Because it's it's pretty uncanny. No matter who the person is when you do this exercise, what you figure out is that people actually aren't buying things. They're buying a feeling. They're buying an emotion. And so this process is really critical, this reflection, looking back on why you've done certain things and how you've done certain things so that you can correct your mistakes going forward. And one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is really that money is all emotion. 25 years into this journey, 20 five years of really studying everything about human beings when it comes to money i've figured out that it is emotion driving people and once you can overcome those emotions you can really start taking control of your personal finances yes i think you hit the nail on the head there the biggest problem people have with money is that they can't control their emotions when it comes to purchasing items you know this reflection period is such a simple thing actually you simply take your past three months bank statements categorize it, put it into percentages, and it will show you exactly where you are going wrong. And like you said, the biggest problem people have with money is that their emotions control their purchasing behavior. For instance, we usually find that it comes from some kind of event that happened in the past, whether it be childhood trauma or event that happened, but it usually comes down to some kind of emotion that they can't control and it is affecting the present situation. Now, Justin, I know you have studied neuroscience a lot, so maybe you can give our listeners some practical advice when it comes to managing their money and when it comes to mastering their emotions. Absolutely, so I think the first thing to understand is normally nine times out of 10 when people are buying things, they are buying it for a feeling. They are buying it because it gives them something other than the material thing. So one of the great ways to overcome these emotional problems and these stumbling blocks that we have is to put distance between ourselves and the decision that we're making. And the best way to do this is through what we call delayed gratification. So one of the ways that I exercise this is, for example, when I'm doing online shopping. What I'll do is I'll go and do my online shopping, I'll add things to my basket, and then instead of checking out immediately, what I do is I step away, and often I come back a day or two later. And what you'll find more often than not, and we've done this with thousands of people at this point, is that 
in almost 90% of the cases, you'll find that people will remove a whole bunch of items because you're in a different emotional state of mind when you come back to that thing in a few days time or even a couple of hours time. And so it's really important to put delayed gratification in place with everything that you do. If you're making a big purchase decision around a house, around a car, or even a small thing like going to the grocery shop, make sure that you put some kind of delayed gratification in, in place to make sure that you're not making emotional decisions. What you're really trying to do is you're trying to exercise logic. And the way to exercise logic is to put distance between yourself and the decision. Yes, and I think one more tip is to always ask yourself the question, do I need it or do I want it? For instance, when you go to the grocery store and you make your way to the checkout aisle, you get to the aisle of death. Now, this is where you get all the awesome chocolates, the amazing magazines trying to provoke that curiosity in you. But next time, before you purchase something and before you take something, ask yourself, do I really need it or do I want it? I think that's the biggest takeaway people can get from this is before you make a purchase, decide if you really need it or if it's just emotions playing on you. The other thing that people need to really understand is that that Isle of Death, as you call it, that is a system that has been designed based on human psychology to extract money from your pocket. Most people don't understand this when they walk into a shop, when they go into a shopping mall. That is a place of consumerism. That place of consumerism, there are people that are specialists at figuring out how to get you to spend your money. And so there are all these attractive offers put at the right place at the right time to get you to spend more of your money. And so it is really, really important that when you go into these places where you're consuming, to really start being emotionally aware of what's going on around you. Because believe me when I tell you this, people are spending millions on making sure that you take money out of your pocket. All of the adverts around you, all of the stands around you, these things are designed to funnel you into a process where you spend more of your hard-earned money. Now, this is not saying you shouldn't go to those places. It means you need to start being emotionally aware. 100%. Remember that money is all emotions. And the next time you go and buy something, ask yourself, do I really need it or do I want it? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. We talk about this in our financial bootcamp constantly. It's always coming down to a wants versus needs analysis. Unfortunately, David, most people are buying based on wants. If we all started to purchase based on our needs, we would be in a much, much better financial position. Thank you for listening to The Money Podcast. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast to ensure that you get notified whenever we do more shows like this because we will be sharing a lot more practical tips just like we did in this show. See you again next time. You've been listening to The Money Podcast. To get access to our future episodes, please subscribe to our podcast via your podcast app. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel, Global Money Academy.